Happy New Year. Welcome to 2021. Can you believe it? I still remember the day, the millennium 2000, the year 2000. You may remember, um, if you were alive at that time, talk of the millennium bug. If only we could swap the current predicament that we're in with the millennium bug. The millennium, millennium bug, if you remember, was about computers, um, you know, not being able to go into the new millennium and the clocks changing and all those sort of things and the world was going to end and technology was going to take over the world and there were so many conspiracy theories but we'd probably all trade that in um, for COVID-19. We have had a year to remember um, or possibly a year to forget. Last week Tim spoke a fantastic message about taking the best out of 2020. He had quite a challenge because 2020 when you think about it where was the good? Where was um, the uh, the positive? But Tim was able to use in the, um, the the passage where Jesus feeds the five thousand men, not counting women and children, and and everybody is fed and everybody is full and everybody receives from God and there is nothing wasted. Jesus um, asked the disciples to pick up the the pieces, the leftovers, and the great message that Tim brought was that Jesus. He, he wants to pick up the pieces of 2020 and ensure that nothing is wasted. 2020 was not a wasted year. Today's message, I guess you could say, I haven't asked him about this, but I guess it's part two of the same message. The theme or the tagline is looking for the best in 2021. It's been a tough previous year, but where's Jesus been? And maybe, I don't know, what are we thinking about the year ahead? What are your thoughts, your immediate thoughts? Is 2021 going to be any better than 2020? Some of the answer to that question lies within you and hopefully within the next sort of 20 minutes of this message. But the question that many, of, many people would have asked during this time is, where is God during this season? Where was God in 2020? And as things seem to be getting even more difficult in different ways in 2021, at the beginning of 2021, where is Jesus now? I want to take the next um, passage of time, maybe 20 minutes, 25 minutes, to look at finding Jesus or looking for Jesus in 2021. Looking for the best. Well, the best for me is Jesus Christ. Looking for Jesus in 2021. 21. I just was drawn, and this isn't my message, this is sort of a, just a freebie at the beginning of 2021. I was looking at Luke 7, chapter 7 of, of the Gospel of Luke, and I was reminded that when we, normally when you celebrate a new year, there's a lot of fireworks, there's a lot of celebration, there's a lot, a lot of looking ahead, there's a lot of reflection on the past, but there's also a lot of looking ahead. And, and also, you know, normally Christmas and New Year is a time of celebration and rejoicing. And of course, I would never wish you not to do that. And I really do hope you've had a great Christmas and, a, you know, a, a prosperous New Year. Even New Year's Eve, may that have been a good time for you. But I was drawn to this passage because there's a, there's a moment where Jesus does something amazing. A centurion comes to Jesus and says his son is not well. Um, and because of this man's faith, because of this foreigner's faith, because this non-Christian, this non-Jew at the time, 
had faith that Jesus would do. He, does, he said, you don't even need to come into my home. Just say the word from where you are. And Jesus is amazed at this guy's faith. And the son is healed. And the great crowd with them is so happy. And they celebrate. And it would have been a great time of celebration. Fireworks would have gone off. It would have been a great time of coming together and enjoying one another's company and celebrating what Jesus had just done. And then the next day, it's the next verse in Luke. A great crowd of people with Jesus collide with a funeral. There's a funeral procession because a widow has lost her son. He is dead. And I kind of approach this message in the same sort of way that actually, yeah, let's believe for a great 2021. Let's approach this year with a lot of optimism, a lot of celebration. Because 2020 is gone, so we're now in 2021. But let's spare a thought for those that are going through something right now. Let's spare a thought for those who have lost recently or lost during 2020. Let's spare a thought to groups of people, those rejoicing, colliding with those who are mourning. And remarkably and wonderfully, Jesus is right there in the middle. So I'd say at the very beginning, just to kind of add a caveat, just to add a bit of and balance to today's message, because I want today to hopefully be full of faith and optimism. But also, let's be sensitive to those that have been through some stuff. For every celebration, right around the corner, there is someone grieving. For every good thing that's happened to somebody, somebody has, has suffered in a similar way. You know, somebody could have received a healing from cancer, whereas somebody loses a loved one through cancer. And which is right, which is wrong. There is no right or wrong. But the, what I'm encouraging and urging you to do this year is to be sensitive to those who are going through some tough times because that's the thing about life. There are highs and there are lows. And just as you hit a high, right around the corner comes a low. But the encouragement is, if you're in a low point right now, there'll come a time that won't last forever. There will come a time where there is a high point, a rejoicing, a celebration, ahead for every low, for every crucifixion and grave, for every death and low point in life, for every valley, there is resurrection coming. And I wanted to say that at the beginning. I wanted us to be aware and be sensitive that people around us, you watching right now might be suffering and going through a funeral procession, whether that be literally or metaphorically, you're grieving a loss. Whereas there's another group of people who are celebrating and looking forward and anticipating and optimistic about the year ahead and celebrating that 2020 is gone. Two groups of people meet in the middle. Jesus is right there in the middle. For every high, there could be a low coming. Who knows what 2021 has in store? We hope and pray that it's better than 2020, but who knows what's ahead? For some people, it won't be. But also... If you're going through a tough time, if 2021 hasn't started well for you, there is resurrection coming, new life coming. So today's message, looking for Jesus in 2021, starts with me talking about my sense of direction. And my I would say I am one of the worst at navigating. I have a terrible sense of direction. That's not being harsh on myself. I forget where I go and how to get to places. I normally have to go to a, a place 10 or 12 times before I even know how to get there. There was a, a story when I was in a second year of university. I was, I'd been coming to this church um, for two years roughly 
And it was a point where somebody wanted to come to church who didn't normally come to church and they had a car. So she gave me a lift and I was the passenger in the, in the, and I was the navigator. Now this was before, um, and Rob mentioned two weeks ago about sat navs. This was before sat navs, certainly before sat navs on your phone. So this person didn't have a, a sort of sat nav that she had in her car. What you did at that time normally, you either got your dad to draw you a map or your, your mom or you, you went on AA root planner and downloaded and printed off the sheet of how to get to a place. Now, this is a place, church, I'd been coming for two years, so I should know where to go and how to get there. I was coming from Keele University, which is about a 20, 25-minute journey, and there's many different ways to get to here, but I should by then know how to do it. This person had not been to church. We were driving to church. I... I was starting to get a little bit nervous because I was thinking, I can't quite remember how to get there and, and, and what turning to take and what road. And once I got into Hanley, where do you go? Or do you go through Stoke? And I just got confused. And it got to the point, and this is the honest truth, I got so lost, we had to turn back. We missed the start. We had to go back home. I could not find where to go. I was not able to find, <laughs> to put it in a cheesy way, not able to find Jesus. Now there's a passage, two passages, well there's actually three passages. Um, a passage that intrigues me comes in Mark 10. I'm going to read a verse from, from each. I'm going to leave out the Matthew version, but it also appears in Matthew. It's a, a, an incident in which Jesus meets a blind man, or in the case of Matthew's account, there were two blind men. And I'll read Ma- the Mark's edition in Mark 10, verse 46 first. And I'll just read that one verse. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, that seems to be a common thing. Wherever Jesus was, there was a large crowd. As they were leaving the city, by the way, the city referred to is Jericho, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the road begging. The story goes on that Jesus heals him. But the same account, and there's so many similarities between Matthew, Mark, and Luke's account that you would be logically led to lead to the conclusion that it's the same occasion, or it's the same event, or it's the same thing happening. That's what often the gospel writers did. They, some of the gospels are similar. Some parts of the gospels in Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are similar. They take, you know, borrow bits and take bits away and cut and paste. And it's a little bit like some bits are new, some bits are unique to each, depending on what they were writing for and what they were writing or who they were writing to. It was their decision as to which bit made in. And often there's bits of similarity. And in this case, there's so many similarities, but there's one big difference. And it comes in when you look at the Luke account in verse, in chapter 18, verse 35. It says this. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. So beforehand in Mark, leaving the city, Luke 18 approached the city. Wow. So there's a a leaving and an approaching. It's a very similar situation that we're in right now. We're leaving 2020 and we're approaching 2020. One. Now, what's really interesting, if you just kind of dig a little bit deep and you re- do a little bit of reading, is actually, at that time, there were two Jerichos. There were two cities, an old, ancient city that had been destroyed and then abandoned where nobody lived, and a new, um, modern city that had been built by Herod the Great, and that's where people lived. That was, it's one of the oldest inhabited cities in the entire world. So there's a couple of theories. I've kind of borrowed these theories. Theory number one is Jesus healed on two separate occasions. So in 
Mark's account, Jesus is approaching, or, what, or more to the point, he is leaving the old Jericho. He's, so he heals somebody as he leaves the old Jericho. So he's on a journey. And by the way, this is, this is the lowest, one of the, in terms of inhabited areas in the world, this is one of the lowest in terms of sea level. It's, it's low. So this journey, by the way, is an uphill journey. So we're starting at point A, and we're moving to the new Jericho. And by the way, Jesus is en route to Jerusalem. This is his plan. And this is eventually where he gets to Jerusalem. There's a triumphant entry, if you remember from the Easter story, the triumphant entry. And then Jesus gets arrested, crucified, died, resurrected. So this is the journey, the context. This is where Jesus is going. He's passing through Jericho. And by the way, there are two Jerichos. There's an old one and a new one. So Jesus um, leaves the old Jericho and heals a blind man. And the first theory suggests that perhaps as he gets to the new Jericho, as he approaches the new Jericho, there is another blind person for him to heal. That's one theory that could potentially happen. Now, what's really interesting is if you're watching right now, some of you, some of you, for some of you, Jesus has done a miracle in your life as you left 2020. Others, you're awaiting that miracle as you enter into 2021. It hasn't necessarily happened yet, so don't worry, but it will happen. If you struggle to see Jesus in 2020, don't worry. There is a miracle on its way as you enter 2021. So that's the first theory that, you know, for some people, for the first blind man, he was healed as Jesus left the old Jericho. For the second blind man, maybe he, the first one told the other one or a word got around or maybe there was just blind men, blind beggars everywhere, which is probably likely. As Jesus approaches the new Jericho on the way to Jerusalem, as he approaches this new city where people are, that's where the second blind man gets his healing. And maybe you're in a second group of people who are, you're waiting as we approach 2021 for something from Jesus. You're desperate for something from Jesus. You're desperate to see. And that leads me to this second theory, which is it was the same event. The two Gospels, Luke and Mark, or Mark and Luke, are referencing the exact same event as one blind man, maybe called Bartimaeus, and in Matthew there's two. But it's a, it doesn't matter how many people there are, but it was this, these two passages are actually talking about the very same event. But it's the person writing it, Luke or Mark, who had a different perspective. One saw the old, the other saw the new. How do you see 2021? What do you see? Do you see? Because this, by the way, the journey from Jericho to Jerusalem was where the Samaritan, in the Good Samaritan parable, is attacked by robbers. This was a notorious, dangerous route. Do you see the journey that you are on between 2020 and 2021 as just a dead end place, as a dangerous place, as a bad place. I've got to get out of 2020. I cannot stand it anymore. Or maybe take the year and maybe put it into some other context. I've got to get out of this job. I've got to get out of this relationship. This is not where I want to be. I need to move on. Maybe for some of you, you need to realize that it's about mindset. It's not about um, 
just kind of wanting to be somewhere that you're not. But actually, it's about, and this is what Tim was talking about last week, it's about realizing what you have right now. Don't miss out on what God is doing right now. Don't write off the year. 2020 is not wasted. 2021 is not wasted. Don't miss what God is doing right now, even in the most unexpected of places. Jesus is both leaving and approaching. He's right there in the middle and he can meet you wherever you are even if you have a negative mindset like I need to leave 2020 because I can't stand it anymore or I'm so excited I'm ready to enter something new Jesus is right there in the middle whether you've got one mindset or the other whether you're leaving the old or you're entering the new whichever kind of is your sort of preference right now Jesus wants to meet you in the middle he's in the old and in the new he's approaching and he's leaving. He was in 2020 and he's also in 2021. So the question is, and this is how I'm going to finish today's message, is what to do? Well, this isn't really a question, or maybe I can phrase it as a question. What do you do when you can't see Jesus? There were blind men in this occasion. They couldn't see Jesus. They only knew because of the noise of the people passing the great crowd. Let's read part of the Luke account in chapter 18, verse 35 to 39. It says this, as Jesus approached, for argument's sake, the new Jericho, a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. When he heard the noise of a crowd going past, he asked what was happening. They told him that Jesus, the Nazarene, was going by. So he began shouting, Jesus! Son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, the people in front yelled at him. But he only shouted louder. Son of David, have mercy on me. What do you do if you can't see Jesus? You're looking for Jesus. You've looked for him in 2020. At the beginning of 2021, you're like, where is he? It's so tough right now. It's so difficult right now. Maybe what you can do is learn from that blind man, Bartimaeus. And shout louder. 2021 is definitely a year for shouting to Jesus. To get Jesus' attention. It's about communicating with him. It's about, he's not far away. He's not distant. He's not deaf. He can hear every word that you say. But sometimes we just, we get so caught up in, in, in being blind and not being able to see that we forget to use our voice and say, Jesus, I need you. We forget to, um, to shout louder and, 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 and realize that we are completely and utterly dependent upon Jesus. Make 2021 a year for, for, for praying. Prayer and fasting in February, let's commit to it. Let's make a decision to commit to it and say, I'm going to pray, I'm going to pray, and I'm going to pray like I've never prayed before because 2020 showed me and proved to us that the only thing that we can do sometimes is pray. So make sure you have Jesus' attention. So shout louder. That's the first thing that you can do. If you feel blind and you can't see Jesus, shout. Call out to him. Cry out to him. He is listening. He wants to hear your voice. Thank you, Jesus. So shout louder. What do you do when you can't see Jesus? Shout. It goes on in verse 40 of Luke 18. When Jesus heard him, because he's always listening, Jesus. When he heard him, he stopped. Wow. Imagine stopping and stopping the savior of the world and ordered that the man he brought to be brought to him. As the man came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do? It sounds an obvious question. He said, I 
want to see. So often Jesus just wants us to say what it is that we need and what it is that we want. The second thing that we can do after shouting louder is come near to Jesus. Come near to him. Listen and obey what he says. If he says come, come. If he says do this, do this. Follow what he says in his word. Follow what he's inspiring you to do deep within your heart and in your head. Use your common sense sometimes. Do what he's asking you to do. Read the Bible. It will tell you. And also tell him what you need, even, even though it might seem obvious what it is that you need. And then, of course, even though you, know, you don't always understand why you have to go through certain things, trust him. Trust him. Trust him. Even when it doesn't make sense. What do you see? Just like the blind man, what do you do, sorry, if you can't see Jesus, you shout louder and you come to him. You come near to him. And the final thing, and this is how I want to conclude today's message on looking for the best in 2021 or looking for, the, for Jesus in 2021. Firstly, shout loud if you can't see Jesus. Come near to him if you can't see Jesus. Or come, perhaps more to the point, because the blind man wouldn't have been able to see Jesus. Come to his voice, the sheep, the sheep, the sheep know his voice. He is the good shepherd. Listen for his voice. Take some time in 2021 to listen for his voice. Become familiar with his voice, with the tone and intonation and the, the softness and also the, the power of his voice. And listen to your good shepherd. Come near to him. And then thirdly, praise him. 2021 has to be a year for praise. Now, of course, in church, if you were to be in the building and any church around the, the country, singing is off the, off the menu. We're not able to sing. You can hum, you can kind of speak, you can clap, you can dance, you can do all the other things that you can do in praise and worship, but singing is off the cards. And, you know, particularly during Christmas with Christmas cows, I've absolutely so missed singing and rejoicing. And, and I think we, we, we need to do more of it, whether you'll be at home, whether you'll be in your car, whether you'll be privately, quietly, loudly, outdoors, indoors, you're happy, you're sad. Praise him. Not just in singing, because you, you might not be a singer, you might not enjoy it, you might not enjoy that part of worship, but there are so many other ways that you can worship and praise here, maybe just simply be thankful for what you have. 2020 has taught us, if it's taught us one thing, it's taught us to be thankful for what we have because we might not have it tomorrow. We might not have that person tomorrow. We might not have that job tomorrow. We not, might not have that Christmas. We might not have that New Year's Eve. We might not have that ability to go around our friend. All the things that we value and, and really um, appreciate, we seem to have lost this year. But there are some things that we can still be thankful for. I think... After all this is, is said and done, I think and I hope that we all appreciate church because we've all missed being in church. We've all missed each other's company. We've all missed being able to hug. We've all missed being able to sing in church. And I just hope that at the end of all of this, when we're able to meet and join together, that we rally together and say, right, this is our time. This is our now. This is our season as a church to really make a difference and to build the kingdom of God because it's so valuable when we miss it when we haven't got it. That's suddenly when we realize what we have. What about when you can't see Jesus, in whether it be 2020 or 2021? Praise 
him. Be positive even when the news says, don't be positive, be afraid. Or when other people say, be very, very afraid. Or when your circumstances or your medical diagnosis or your bank balance or um, your, your family conversations or, or your Christmas Day experience or your New Year's Eve experience or your, your job situation or your financial situation, even when these things say, be sad or be mad or be upset or be very, very afraid. Be positive, not unrealistic, but positive. I think we've become, over the course of the last 10 months, familiar with bad news. We've come, become familiar and almost comfortable with being fearful. The news and COVID-19 and lockdown and isolation and so many deaths, deaths and so many horrible things happening in our lives. We've become accustomed to fear and accustomed to kind of just accepting that as normal. But actually, let's not become familiar with things that we should not be familiar with. Let's become familiar with good news, with Jesus, not with bad news. Familiar, familiarity can blind us and deafen us to the good things around us, to the favor around us, to the presence of Jesus right before us. So let's ensure that we're people who praise God and expect the best, not fear the worst. I want to conclude with one scripture, which is, I've just read it, but I'll read it again in verse 43. Luke 18, 43 says this, Instantly the man could see, and he followed Jesus, praising God. And here's the key bit to conclude. All who saw it praised God too. Your praise can cause other people to praise. Your positivity, your optimism, your good year, your thankfulness, your all these other good things that I've talked about can help other people have and do the same thing. People need to hear your shout. They need to hear your voice they need to hear your sound so they have someone and something to follow sometimes we have to do that in faith because we might be going through some tough times we might be going through some difficulties but when we praise despite our circumstances when we give thanks despite our circumstances when we're positive despite our negative circumstances we do that in faith and in doing that in faith suddenly that becomes our norm and our reality and suddenly other people observe and watch us and see that we are different so let's take it as our responsibility to praise Jesus so that others can do the same. Our children who are watching, the young people in church who are watching, other people who are new to faith, who are watching, those who are not in church, if you're not part of church, if you're not a Christian and you're watching this, I hope this is inspiring you and encouraging you to click that a respond button on Church Online or to, to click the link in our, in our um, description on YouTube or on Facebook to, to go and become a Christian. I hope you're inspired to find Jesus in 2021. Let me just pray to conclude and then we're going to sing a song. You can do it at home. You can't do it if we're in the building, but at home you can sing at the top of your lungs. And I'd, I'd encourage you to turn it up to 11 and let's lift and raise a hallelujah. In the middle of the storm, I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm, louder and louder and louder. But before we do that, let's pray. Father, we thank you for those watching right now. I pray, Jesus for 2021 it may not be what we'd hoped for we certainly hope it will be 
better than last year. But Lord, we set our expectation level and our faith level to as high as we can muster. God, many of us are still in, in leaving 2020 mode and we've not yet entered into 2021 mode. And I pray, God, that you do something in the middle of these two reference points. God, in the middle of, for some of us, God, a great celebration or a great tragedy, God, would you meet us right in the middle now? And God, whatever it is we need, whether it be healing, whether it be comfort, whether it be something from you, a touch from heaven, I pray, God, that you would give it to us right now.